Well, you guys have probably noticed we have a brand new name. We're going to talk about where we came up with this and uh, a whole lot more, guys. This week, we got Rob Peters with us on the 10 Second Podcast. everybody bobby roast beef here with you i got bill adams with me we're back for another go round we have a good episode for you this week uh we have uh, a little sit down with uh, uh, a colleague of ours a uh, fellow new englander a uh, speed quizzing host of course the one and only mr rob peters hang on uh, i got that there we go so that's coming up a little bit later in the show, guys. We talk about how Rob got into the business, what he's been doing with speed quizzing, uh, some of the really unique, creative, one-of-a-kind ways that he's been engaging his audiences. And uh, so hopefully some of this stuff is things that you can take away and, uh, and maybe learn a little bit about yourself. Maybe maybe sort of stoke those creative fires a bit. It always, always very, very helpful. Bill, how are you? How's things? Doing well. Good. Just had a massage today, so oh. I'm kind of <laughs> relaxed at the moment. That's good. All those like endorphins are running. All the the pleasure chemicals in your brain. You're all excited. Yeah. It's all, it's and all... you don't realize how messed up your body is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and then afterwards, you're just like, "Whoa, wait a minute! This is a fucking train wreck." Um, mm -hmm. We have. I mean, it's been it's been a couple of weeks since we put our episode out, and the feedback so far has been really good. I know that you have uh, have gotten some comments on the uh, the the Facebook group for the uh, speed quizzing U.S. hosts, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. We did also throw. A post into the speed quizzing pro facebook group as well and uh some of our our colleagues from across the pond have been jumping in and listening to the show as well which i think is fantastic because we're all one family under speed quizzing of hosts and that's really really good stuff but um let's let's first off let's talk about this name right here uh we had uh, put out a survey and posted about that in both of the groups uh to see what uh number one what people thought uh, of that they were listening to what we should maybe do with this in the future but one of the things that we had asked about was uh the names like what should we should name this we got a number of suggestions and uh though the the uh post was anonymous or, or the survey was anonymous everybody who uh filled this out you know had uh, given us some suggestions for a name and the winner was the 10 second podcast that was the winner uh we yeah. love it it's it's good stuff we appreciate it um it's it's and the, yeah the link to it is the fact that uh we have a 10 second countdown yep and i don't know how many times we've been asked over the years can we change uh, the duration can i can i make the countdown longer yeah I need a yeah, little just, more time. Just delay on when you hit start countdown. Yeah. You bring up a good point though with that. Um is regarding like creativity, and I'll say the the smallest amount of creativity that any host could put into their game is that amount of time before they you know, when they finish reading the question and when they start the timer. Um, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be, you know, always the same. And I'll, I'll give you a great example of one of the ways that I play around with that is sequence questions. Oftentimes I'll finish reading the question and I'll, I'll even add on to it. I'm going to wait till we get three, four, maybe five, you know, depending on the number of teams, responses before I start the timer. And I find that that helps at least some of the teams where I am and especially helps new players because they're getting hit with this brand new form format that they haven't ever dealt with before and they're, they're just like oh i gotta put this in order uh, a mm -hmm. massive brain fart and yeah. it gives them a second to kind of like think so that's one one example but like 
Bill, you nailed it. Like, if you want a longer timer, just explain to your your players that it is a final 10-second timer, that that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's how the game is set up to be played. So I I do it all the time. Like, on a harder question, I give them a little more time to think. But if I ask a question, what color is the sky? And I know they all know it's blue. You hit that song right away. I, I hit it right away. Yeah. And they're like, and it kind of actually creates like this. Uh, they don't know when this sometimes it's like, oh, 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 oh here we go. Here we go. Uh, and it's kind of just like, hey, you, kinda, you start it when you want to start it. Yeah. You kind of play with the tension a little bit between reading the question and then them actually giving you the answer and, and responding. Don't, to it. Yeah. Don't don't think of it as a this is a 10 second timer. It's all you get. Always think of it as a hey. Hurry up. You got 10 seconds left. Yeah. That's how I and, use and- it. Like. That's the beauty of it. You have the freedom to start that timer whenever you want. So to answer that question that we get millions and millions of time, that 10-second timer is never going to change because it is the final 10 seconds that you're allowed. And that's really mm-hmm. the most important part. You know, Regardless of when you start it, like that's the most important part. So mm-hmm. we felt that, that that response, that suggestion for a name change was, was good because it was really clever. And as trivia hosts, we should definitely, definitely be clever. Um, that was really, really good. A lot of people had thrown some other stuff in there, some good ideas, but it was something about this one that we really, really liked and uh, kind of plays homage to, uh, which is why we started the show with the 10-second timer this week. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. what we're going to stay to keep on brand, and that's something that that I really, really, really appreciate and like. Um, let's talk about the rest of that survey. We'll go through some of that stuff. Um, there was, it was a pretty good split, actually, for our second question. I asked, how often should we release episodes? And uh, it was uh, 38% of the people polled said as topics warrant, meaning sporadically. So as something comes up and people want to hear mm-hmm. about it, we if we have something of value, we go ahead and post it, which I think is kind of a perfect world scenario. Um, we had a tie between, uh, we had 23% each for two options here, for bi-weekly and then once a month. They were tied at 23% each. And then uh, 15% of our, our poll takers wanted to hear an episode every single week. Now, uh, I, I I would love to say that we could go ahead and do this, uh, you know, as you know, topics warrant. So if we're really heavy with great content, that's great. But that is a great recipe for us to just forget about doing this and and mm-hmm. not keep some regularity. So a schedule is definitely a good thing. I think what we're probably going to do is go biweekly, and then yeah. if we have additional content in between those weeks. Or as, you know, the stuff comes up, maybe it'll go weekly for a short period of time and then come off. But we're going to try to go yeah. bi-weekly so that we can stay on it and deliver you speed quizzing hosts all over the planet, some great content, and also get engaged and uh, and get involved here. Yeah, we'll just call them specials. Yeah, exactly. You know, we talk about very specific stuff, and we'll go ahead and lay into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the next question I put in there was, would you like to be featured on the show? Leave a name and email, and then a link will be sent to you to schedule a slot. Uh, we got a number of you that want to be on the show. We're going to get to everybody at some point or another. Some of the hosts that had been on uh, my podcast previously and had already, you guys are going to go to the back of the line. We want to make sure we're getting new folks in here immediately. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and have a little bit of fun that with that. 
Rob Peters was one of those hosts that never made it on to the original trivial podcast that I was doing. So I wanted I saw he was one of the names in there. So we just bumped him right up so that we could get caught up nice and quick. It also helps that we're in the same time zone, which makes it much, much easier for scheduling and stuff. Um, so we yeah. will get around to basically everybody who who had who had dropped their information there. And once I think once folks start hearing other hosts on this show, we're probably going to see even more people reach reaching out and trying to find out how they can get on the podcast. We'd love to have you on there. Mm-hmm. Next question is this. Uh, it was another uh, multiple choice. What are you hoping to get from the show? And this was one where a lot of folks were able to select multiple items. And I even put an, uh, an other category there where you could submit your own, and we'll go through those too. 100% of everybody polled said that they want to know game format ideas, which I kind of thought was interesting, Bill, because... The game format, even though speed quizzing is a game by itself and it's got kind of rigid ways to do it, a lot of people change their structure, whether it be point values or the style of rounds or how they break things up. So that's one thing that we're going to talk to, especially when we have other hosts on. But uh, at some point, you know, you and I should should break down our own game formats and talk about the how we got to that that point in fact i have a really good story about mine and there was a change uh just after the pandemic uh once things started to open up again and i started working again there was a change where i made a big shift and i i really like the way it works right now but mm-hmm. yeah we'll go ahead and get to that the next one was uh, another tie we had 85 percent each for how to info and business strategies this is tricky You know, how to info is easy because that's the stuff that we're primarily going to talk about, like when it comes to stuff like different features, hidden features, uh, Mm -hmm. making things work in tricky sort of environments. We'll talk about some of that, too, and we're hoping to get some of our other hosts on to have that discussion with us. But when it comes to business strategies, all we can really do is just share our own info and not necessarily guide and say this is what you should be doing per se. As far as the way it comes from speed quizzing officially. So understand uh-huh. that, folks, that speed quizzing is never telling you how to run your business because that's your business. It's just more or less that, you know, we can share our own practices and our own opinions, and hopefully everybody can learn a little bit that way. Correct. Next one was 77%. And this surprised me that it was so high. 77% of you said you wanted to hear troubleshooting tips. That's frightening to me that you guys don't have an idea already on how to troubleshoot some of the basic stuff, um, especially considering that we have such a good group of of folks on the Facebook groups that are sharing quality information. Um, you know, I don't know if this is primarily people that are looking for like some kind of like a magic cure all that they can just go to all the time. But uh, yeah, there's no magic key. There's no yeah. magic potion. It's kind of like, well. There's just you got to be able to like kind of work on your feet and go. Oh yeah. well, this didn't work, so let's try this. And there's there's steps. There's definitely steps to everything. You have to like, all right, start here. You don't want to when you're <laughs> you don't want to you can't start a race at lap one ninety nine or two hundred. Yep. You have to start at the beginning. So yeah. like, if you don't have all those other things in place, what you're trying to get to at the other end makes no sense. The same thing like at a, we'd much rather you call us like if you're having an issue at an yes. event. Call us at the event. Don't call us three days later at home. Or the day of that event the following yeah. week. Yeah. Because we can't fix it. And yeah. We can't fix what 
there's too many variables mm-hmm. going on at the at the venue that we can't do at your house. Like you can't change your channel at home and it works there, but get there and now it works yep. because. And also, we don't know the devices. A lot of the stuff can just be device related at the same time. We Lots can't of times, it. It, it definitely can be. And there's there's one other thing that I want to throw out there, and this is something that we can attempt to try to teach and 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 educate hosts about, and that's the the idea or the theory of flow. So this one piece of equipment is doing its job, and we can confirm that it's doing its job because we know X, Y, and Z is happening. Then this next piece of equipment in the chain, there's an issue with. So a lot of the times when we're asking questions, it's because we need to, you could alleviate a lot of this stuff yourself if you were just thinking in that, like, well, you know, folks are able to connect to the router. What's happening between the router and my mm-hmm. laptop? My laptop's not having any issues. Everything's fine. Can I verify? Is it a cable situation? Should I go wireless to see if that rectifies the issue? Um, mm-hmm. You know, things like this. You need to to isolate each individual component and then figure out what the, the issue could potentially be. Uh, and that's a lot of the time, I, I know people get frustrated when we ask them a barrage of what seems like unbelievably stupid and, and barely related questions, but we need to understand what's going on there. So that's troubleshooting 101, is mm-hmm. isolating what the problem could be. Uh, let's get to the next one. Um, this was the least of the, the prefab ones, but 62% of you said you wanted quick question explanation. And and I think that this is great. This is something that we should definitely be talking about. I'll tell you what, every single you know year that goes by, I find myself using quick questions more and more and more. It, one of the ways that I use them quite often is when I use multiple nearest wins question questions in a game mm-hmm. and i Same, i do too yeah um just because it's a great way to like choose a team i find if you need to find a team to do something or offer a bonus to or a challenge or whatever it might be it's a great great way because there can only be one winner so what i've done is i have you know this excellent problem where I have folks that will follow me from place to place to place. And oftentimes what I'll do is I might borrow the nearest wins question from last night's game or one from like the, the whatever my last game was somewhere in the middle of the game. And then I'll keep the one for the quiz pack for that day as a brand new fresh one for the end of the game. Well, when I go back, if if I know a team has already been exposed to that question, I 86 that idea. So mm-hmm. it used to be that I kept like a folder full of nearest wins questions that were just random with about 100 different ones. I'd grab one at random and throw it in there if they happen to get it once before hey they got lucky now what i've done is i will get a little bit creative again thinking outside the box and i'll come up with some kind of a a time sensitive thing how many followers are on my instagram how many followers are on my podcast instagram how many how many uh likes does my my page have on facebook things like Uh that and i'll look those numbers up and i'll make some changes and then it's right there sometimes it'll just be if i have coins in my pocket i'll just count them and say, I have X amount, you know, I have less than a dollar in loose change. What's the amount in dollars, you know, or, yeah, or whatever exactly. it might be? Something like yeah, that. I've, I've used those too. I've actually used those too when I think someone's cheating. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, how much money is, how much change is in my pocket? How much or this, that, the other thing or something silly? Yep. Um, just because you're like, let's see if uh, you can get this one there, buddy. Exactly. Sometimes it's, it's a good way to humble them. So, yeah. I mean, quick questions make easy work of that, but there's so much more. It, oh, when you're talking so about using more. media, oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. But some of the other ones that came in here I thought were pretty interesting. Somebody put anything. Okay, obvious. We're going to give you as much as we can. You know, you know that's going to happen when you ask somebody a question. Oh, I don't know, just whatever you got. Um, 
This one is pretty good. Networking, question formatting, new ideas for software updates, and creativity. Um, We're going to work on creativity as much as we can because I think when you are a creative, organically creative individual, you can get the most success out of speed quizzing. When you think for yourself and you're coming up with, with ideas that are organic to you, you you do yourself a, a solid as far as building up more engaging ways to keep people. And you can take ideas from folks, but riff on them and just make sure that they come up, you know, and you're doing them in an organic way. Don't force it. This other one has a lot right here. Uh, this is the last one for the suggestions. It goes, I'd like to hear more about upcoming features. 100% we're going to talk about that. Absolutely. As they come up, we're going to dive into it and discuss new features, how to use them, et cetera, et cetera. I love the teaser about the team photos. I can't wait. That is something that we are very excited about, too. I haven't even Mm -hmm. played around with that yet, but I'm looking forward to it. I have been mentioning it to my teams that it's coming because I think I'm going to take that and riff with it a little bit. I'm going to actually make some logos for my teams and sell them to them. You know, business plan, ka-ching. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit of side cash. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I'd also like to hear about similar apps regionally. I have an app called Tincture of Trivia that gets all the big town-wide contests. I've tried pitching speed quizzing four years in a row for these events, but I always get the, we're familiar with Tincture and we'll keep doing that type of response. I understand that. I totally, totally get it. Um, We're probably not going to dive into any specific other products, and here's why. Speed quizzing is entirely different from every single other product out there. You want to know how mm-hmm. I know, Bill? Because you and I are on the front lines, and we, we've, we've, we've dealt with a lot of the, the competition that, that things pop up. We hear it all the time. People say, oh, it's kind of like Kahoot. Yeah, maybe one style of round might potentially be like Kahoot. Oh, it's like mm-hmm. using crowd trivia. Well, in the you sense that this there's is multiple how, This choice, is how I look sure. at it. I, I mean, yeah. There's a bunch of apps that are like us. Yep. Um, and there's a few things that they all kind of similar. But I mean, the one major thing that we always have to say yep. is, in all honesty, for the most part, I don't think there's anyone else at the moment. There is one company in the UK, I think, that still that does it. We don't need internet. That's unlike all the other companies. Yep. Because all they do is put their time and effort into. I'll just use a browser because it's simple. Yeah. And using a browser is cute and nice, and it will certainly get the job done, but you don't get the immediate response. You're, you're at the mercy of the connection of the internet Correct. that you're using. And that's, and that's really what separates like, us. Yeah. Like, I've had games where I did trivia, Yeah, powered, powered the hub off of my laptop. We lost power in the venue like right as we started. And I did three quarters of my game on battery power, talk, talking real loud and running off my laptop. I go, because they could all still play. I go, look at that. But if your Internet went out because the power's out, everybody's leaving. Everybody's going home. See you later. Yep. I guess this isn't happening. So, so I mean, that's the thing. Uh-huh. I mean, and I always say, too, if, if someone comes up to me and goes, well, I just use Kahoot. And I go, yeah, I like being cheap, too, but just not with my. uh my work yeah well uh, another thing too and this is why you know we get into this a little bit with with rob peters we talk about buzzing rounds and there's very 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 few products out there that 
really elevate the game, pun intended, to include such a unique play style. Um, and like so much that you can't get that on SQ Web. You know, I mean, that is an SQ Pro exclusive feature and mm -hmm. it's super versatile and super highly engaging and can separate you from so many other folks. So that is definitely one thing that we, we run into quite a bit. One of the other things that uh, I do want to run into here is a, a lot of people, they, they have this idea that, oh, using Internet based stuff is so reliable and it's nothing that, yeah, you know, the Internet is great. It's, it is relatively reliable considering the amazing shit that it can do. It really, mm -hmm. really does deliver quite a bit. But when and it doesn't, it sucks. And we learned about this a few weeks ago when the provider for the speed quizzing site had dropped, and it was of no fault of anybody else's. But, you know, the folks who were prepared and ready had no issues going forward with their events, but the ones who waited to the last minute and weren't prepared by using a, 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 a local area network like we do, you put yourself in a situation where you're prepared. An internet outage is not going to stop you from being able to do your game. It may stop somebody from being able to download the, the app to play, but if somebody else in the room has that app on their phone, you could still do a game, you know, a hundred percent. I mean, that's, well, that's the thing. It's like, you don't have to, I get it. People want to say the internet's, but here's the problem. Mm -hmm. I have, I'll tell you what, not all, all of my venues, people are always like, Hey, can you fix the internet? Uh, it's not working on my phone. Yeah. Uh, I go, are you, are you on my router? Because if you're on mine, there's no internet at all. But yeah. no, I'm on the, the venues Wi-Fi. I go, yeah, I don't know. Uh, what no idea. You, yeah. That's, I go, that's, that sounds to me like they just, it's a, not a very good Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's only so much that you can do, but that's that's what we're getting at here, guys. Is that you know by using this, you really do separate yourself and give your give your your players the best potential. And one other thing I do want to address: there's a lot of people that that will throw this up on the on the board where they're like, I see a lot of posts where people are having issues. If you take a look at the hundreds of games that happen every day across the world, <laughs> so mm -hmm. many events are going on. There is a tiny fraction of people that are experiencing Wi-Fi interference in that specific venue or they're not exactly. prepared for the, the event. You need to broaden your scope and look at what's really happening. You know, if, if, if you and I, Bill, get a phone call, you know, on any given day, there are a, a, a bunch of other hosts that had su fully successful events everywhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, none of these issues that folks are generally having are at alarming rates, you know. Things generally run very, very smooth for the most part for speed. Yeah, and ninety, like I said, and and of those people complaining, there's a few that were just issues. It's like a laptop thing. It's a it's an individual like, yes. hey, this is something going on with this. We didn't know about, or this it's bug, environmental it was, to where they it's are. Environmental. It's mm -hmm. like we could fix ninety percent of them with just like four different things, mm -hmm. and they they disappear. And um, it's kind of like some of them are over dramatic about them yep if 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 that's what i would say yep and if, if you're uh, if you're having issues and you think it's the software like i said we can always it's already on the website you can always re-download the old version mm -hmm. and stick with that for a while yep um but at that point in time we can help you as much as we can too because things have changed and things like that but i mean there are systems it's the same thing know what you can do you can always jump backwards a little bit yep but same thing with like um, bringing back the change of the things here. Someone called us about an activation 
and they were past the window. It was later in the day because it's kind of based on UK clock, but they wanted to change their booking to another computer because mm -hmm. something happened and they were, they wanted us to like, Hey, 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 fix this for me now, 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 now. And, uh, and we couldn't get back to them because we were working ourselves and mm -hmm. like right away. It's like, guys, you do know that there is an ability for you to go in there and actually cancel your activation without us even being part of it. Yeah. And then all you have to do is rebook it for the new computer, whatever you have to do. I go, yes, for probably a 24-hour period, you're going to have to use more credits. But then get a hold of us the next day. We can fix that. And then your blood pressure is way lower. Yep. You're not freaking out in front of everybody. That's the other thing too, guys. The biggest thing I can also say, I mean, I learned in the beginning, mm -hmm. don't freak out in front of your players yeah, because they know. And if you freak out, it makes them feel like I'm going to say that right now makes them feel that I have a bunch of hosts. I know that have the same issue that they can walk all over you because you don't feel confident. Yep. So always don't act like anything's wrong. Rob talks about that kind of with his bag of crap game. He does. Um, yeah. That's a good so, point. I mean, I'll always, always like just act like there's nothing wrong and you're in control. Like, huh, I don't know. I'll fix it. You know, it's funny, man. I had this situation happen on Friday. I had, for the first time ever, my MacBook gave me an issue using SQ Pro. Um, and I am, you know, it was one of these situations where. God, something was definitely funky with it, where it, the, the software basically just locked up on me. And mm -hmm. I closed it and rebooted. And it was during a, a buzz-in round that this had happened. So I told everybody, I said, just sit tight. Lost a bunch of connections. I uh, had looked and I had checked my Wi-Fi analyzer. And, you know, the channel was was clear. I don't know if that doesn't necessarily mean there wasn't doesn't something mean, nearby yeah. that was causing some sort of interference. I actually had to do a full-on reboot. I started the entire computer right back up, did a full restart, got right back into the game, and, and it was fine. But, again, like, it, it's all about the reaction. I was on the Mike, while some of this was happening, and I just said, oh, you guys sit tight. I'm going to go ahead and get to it. We'll fix it. And I had, what, about seven or eight teams there on a Friday night in, in the secondary room of this restaurant. It was a good, good-sized crowd for this type of night in this establishment. And I held every single one of them through a reboot. Mm -hmm. We got set up, went back, continued with it. At the end of the night, as I was handing out prizes and talking with the teams, I, I apologize for the technical difficulties, appreciate them sticking around and uh, not throwing the towel in. And it was fine. You know, I mean, like we're human as hosts, like these things obviously happen. But if you can avoid ever letting them see a sweat, you're going to help yourself in the long run. Oh, a thousand. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yep. One hundred percent. There is the, the next question was just to kind of get an idea of who our listeners were as far as their experience in hosting speed with speed quizzing pro. Uh, we had divided it into different groups and the majority of you are smack dab in the middle between four and seven years experience hosting speed quizzing. 54% uh, of you came in there with the next largest group being one to three years and then the smallest group of 15% all being eight to 10. Um, I didn't uh, fill out this form. You know, I didn't fill out this survey. Bill, you didn't fill this survey out either, did you? No, because yeah. I know all the answers. Of obviously, obviously. Um, speaking, of, speaking of that real quick, though, I love it when people walk in at trivia and they go, hey, can you give me the answers for tonight? And I go, uh, I don't 
even remember what I wrote until I start the game and start doing questions. So, uh, nope. You should see the look of horror because I get the same thing from people. But I explain to them, I go, I don't write any questions. I use exclusively SQ uh, speed quizzing uh, uh, quiz packs for every single event. I don't edit any questions, nothing. Because part of my show and what comes organic to me is that rawness of my eyes seeing that question for the same time, potentially destroying the pronunciation of a foreign language or something like that. Mm -hmm. or, Or just like getting a chuckle because I know what's coming and and i find that it's a good sort of it's a good sort of patter for me like it works as the way i worked to do this so when i tell players that are just like can you hook us up with the answers and i'm like dude i don't even know the answers i seriously don't even look at the questions until i get here Mm-hmm. So I, I just tell them, buckle up. And once somebody's gone through my game, they understand exactly right away the the reason why I like to run it, you know, the way that I do. And I, I realize I'm in the minority with that. I know a lot of people like to edit their questions and go over them. And to me, there's a time and a well, place, yeah. you know. Yeah. I like to do that because I have a problem with words. I and I um, will do that. And I, uh, yep. uh, I mean, the easiest words, I know the word. Yeah, like just, it'll be a long word, but I'll know it, and I will just jack that word up, and I'm just like, <laughs> I feel so dumb right now. Um, in bars, I don't mind doing that. If it's a corporate event, uh, you best you you bet your sweet ass, I rehearse the hell out of those rounds. Mm-hmm. Or I've got rounds that I have crafted out of like great questions that come from the SQ database that I've used in the past, where I mm-hmm. tailor these rounds in a certain way so that, you know, I'm, I probably have about a dozen now rounds that I will just use for corporate events. And I only run into situations when I'm, when I have the amazing dilemma of being booked more times than the number of rounds that I have from one office, let's say, or one organization. So then I find myself going into some of the speed quizzing stuff, but even then I'll just rehearse them and it's fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I I'm doing a, a comedy event, um, next next year that i'm putting together and i'm writing specialty rounds for this specifically around the banter they're going to be very short rounds Mm -hmm. and and that's going to be something that's going to be well rehearsed absolutely you know not in front of a a, a crowd but i'm going to go through the motions beforehand to figure it all out uh let's move on here this is a good question while we're on the subject of of, uh quiz packs question was generally speaking do you use sq quiz packs provided question content this refers to general knowledge only no themes or music rounds because obviously if you're doing a theme round you're editing things and you're you're making things you know streamlining them this is you know, just about general knowledge and the uh, it was a tie it was a tie between 46% each said i use uh, i use it and add some of my own content and then i use it but edit it to cater to my game that tie at 46% each 8% of you said i don't use the quiz pack content at all and then nobody like i said i'm the minority i use it exclusively that's me um Next question was, what router are you using for your events? And 77% of you are using the Black Hub. And 23 are using a Yellow Pocket Hub. Nobody said that they're using the Buffalo Speed Quizzing router. I know that there's some people out there that are still using it. And nobody mm-hmm. said that they were using something else. Yeah. Um, this is a great question here. Was It just says, do you, A, 
use a single router to host most events, B, use a master router and repeater or extenders at most events, or C, use multiple masters. Nobody at this point that at least took this survey is using multiple masters. Um, the majority of you, 77%, use a single router to host most events, and 23% uh, of you said that they're using a master router and a repeater or extender in some capacity. Next question, got 100% of the vote. It was, are you an entertainer, meaning a DJ, comedian, musician, etc., working at various establishments? B, an owner of an establishment that's working in-house, where you've got employees running your game? Or C, other, please specify. 100% of our, our poll takers had, uh, had, had said that they are an entertainer of some sort using this in other establishments, which I think we sort of knew was the vast majority of the, of the SQ host population anyway most of our hosts are disc jockeys comedians entertainers of some sort that are going out and then shopping this individually we do have some folks out there that are uh, establishment owners that are doing it all in-house but it seems like they're a little bit more disconnected and not part of the sq uh, family so uh, so much they're not really in the community as much and then i yeah, think exactly I think our final question, and I, I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to play out the way that it did. Um, it was, my typical events are A, public events in bars and restaurants, B, private events, or C, a mix of both. Uh, a mix of both was the the majority at 54%, then public events in bars and restaurants at 38%, and then private events exclusively at 8 There are folks that just use speed quizzing for private events. And uh, I find that those are the ones that we end up, for what, one reason or another, needing to help out the most because they'll put it down for a while. They might not do a string of events for a little while, and then they almost forget what they're doing. Uh, or they need to refresh themselves, or they haven't touched it. Like the pandemic was one of those situations where everybody was affected, where they weren't using SQ Pro at all for an extended period of time. And mm -hmm. then it was... Remember, we got all those calls and people were just like, I'm going to get start getting back into this. What do I need to know? And we're like, nothing's really changed with SQ Pro. <laughs> just dive right yeah. back in. Um, we did some updates. There and were a few things there, here and there. but there, there were eventually some updates that it had popped up. You know, there was some stuff happening. But I remember at that time, you know, most of the, the focus was on using a web-based platform for when everything was shut down and that's understandable but we did yeah. we, we we see from a lot of a lot of people that book exclusively private functions and there are, are people that we'll talk to at trade shows where that's the way they want to run this game they're like oh we're, we're considering doing this for a a private event you know we have you know specific events that we do that this would work great for and it's true it absolutely would but those are the ones that have to you know give themselves a refresher periodically to remember remember how things work uh it's it's never admitting defeat if you fire up the program and invite some friends over with a pizza to uh have a little trivia night to get back into the swing of things that's all always a positive thing or you could book yourself for one weeknight a week at your favorite bar or restaurant and consider it a referral machine for other private events just saying it's a great mm -hmm. way to go ahead and make money and keep up to date with what's happening and keep in the practice of hosting really quality games you owe it to yourself on average you should be you could be making ten thousand dollars a year extra for working a two-hour trivia night once a week Mm -hmm. So something to consider food for thought. Uh, I think, well, that about that, that does it for our survey. Thanks to everybody. Appreciate you guys for filling it out. 
getting that information to us. We appreciate it. it gives us an idea of of who's listening. Um, and again, thanks to everybody who reached out with with you know feedback one way or the other, good, bad, sideways. It doesn't matter. It's all good. We appreciate it. Uh, coming up right after this, uh, well, actually, we're gonna have a, a chat. Bill, ha- have you had anything notable? Uh, over the last week, that uh, with with calls coming in, maybe some troubleshoot, uh, trouble support stuff, <laughs> troubleshooting, <laughs> troubleshoot, uh, anything uh, as far as troubleshooting or anything that's come up that's been notable for you. Um, I'm trying to think here. We've had a few normal. It's the normal stuff. A lot of yep. firewalls. A lot of yeah, updated things here and there. It's just mm-hmm. like some th- the simple stuff. Close and reopen. Um, uh, there is a new app. All four store, all three stores have the new five three five app. Yep. So those are all out and released. Yep. Just fixed a few things. Brings uh, us still do- actually to a really good point. You, you make a a good point there about the new app in stores. We did have a situation this week where a host had reached out inquiring about um, updating oh, yeah. this their is one. devices. Yep, yep. And uh, one thing to keep in mind, folks, is this, is that the age, and this is why we talk about the player's devices, when people are just like, I can't get the app. Something's going on. I can't get this app. I don't know what's happening. Their device might just be too old for that current mm-hmm. that current uh, version of the app. And this happens not so much with, with phones so much because as it's no secret, like, you know, the companies that make these phones, they want them to, you know, need to be replaced every couple of years for the most part. So generally there, you f- you find very few people these days that are walking around with an iPhone 2. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the biggest part is I know well, some have talked about it. You don't do it. A lot of some of us do. Yeah. Um, well, it's tablets some, in some, general. Yeah. Some yeah. people have Kindles. And so Kindle is technically an Android base platform Device. but they also have their own os built on top of it so they don't release their app store stuff at the same time we do and mm-hmm. they have a little bit of different play and stories that they have to mess around with it to mess so like it actually took like an extra week for us for the android one between the android drop and then a week later uh amazon dropped it mm-hmm. but there are some people with older kindles that are like gen 4 and below well, where Gen 4 won't update to Android 5 or above, mm-hmm. um, and that the, the highest app you should be able to get is probably a 5.2, um, which it works with the software. Don't It works. You just don't get all the new features. Yeah. So in the future, if you see Kindles for sale and you want to buy them, make sure they're 5 or above, Gen 5, so basically 2015 and above, and uh, you should have no problems yep. with going forward. But like anything else, Gen 4 was dropped out in 2014. So they're not exactly new machines. No. And so that's the, that's that was some of the stuff. It's it's some of those older devices won't update because they're they're not at a higher Android level. And we can only build for what's current. We can't build backwards anymore. They won't yeah. basically allow you um, stuff uh, like that. You know, it's funny. I I remember last winter I had a player who 
started coming back out uh, very late to getting back into playing trivia and had this same device that they initially started with and actually had the old speed quizzing app before the new branding and everything still on their device came up to me and said, oh, I need to update. I need to update. I said, sure, absolutely. There's a brand new update. And unfortunately, they were not able to update because this tablet they had, that they had, you know, folks will buy a tablet and hang on to it for years because they don't, it doesn't see the use necessarily that their phone does. So it'll yeah. hang on for that amount of time, which is fantastic. But some, sometimes the updates are going to overextend beyond what they're able to update on their device. So I had a conversation yeah. with this player about, you know, we got to update your device and there was nothing available. It was still the same app that was showing. And I said, okay, this is going to be an issue. I happen, I carry my iPad with me when I, when I do these games. And that is like, I don't like to carry tons of, of, uh, of devices, but I have that iPad with me as like an, Oh shit. Or if there's one team that's just like, Oh, it's not working. And that boom, I have something that's there. Uh, mm -hmm. and I watch them like that's a hawk. That's the reason why I have them too. Yeah. yeah. I watch them like a hawk so they don't take off with it. And, uh, and, and it was, it was no issue at all. The next week they went out and they replaced their iPad or they replaced their, their, uh, their, their, what am I looking? Their tablet with something that was a little bit newer. I think they actually bought it secondhand, but it was a little bit newer. They were able to update, no problem. So just be cognizant of all that kind of stuff because yeah. it definitely comes oh, in. Yeah, I'm sure. Ten years from now, we'll still be doing this, and we'll still mm -hmm. be taking calls, and people are be like, "I can't update," and I'm be well, I'll be saying the same thing, being like, "Well, what, what? Do you know what version it is? I don't know. It was my grandfather's from '01." Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, oh boy. And although actually we didn't have tablets in 01. So yeah. I'll, I'll be say 09. We'll 09, say 09. There you go. <laughs> uh, and and here's the other thing, folks. Um the <laughs> we we talked about this before. I had a couple of you ask, like, are are these episodes gonna run approximately an hour? That's the goal. <laughs> Today we're gonna blow way past that. Uh yeah. I'm just letting you guys know that we uh, that that as far as producing a show, producing a podcast for you. I'm, I'm looking at this for the amount of value. So I want to make sure that you guys are getting, if a, if a show needs to run two or three hours, cool. You're going to have a couple weeks before the next one's going to drop anyway. Mm -hmm. Plenty of time to get caught up. Yeah. You know, let's go ahead and, and, uh, and jump into this conversation with uh, Rob Peters from right here in good old Massachusetts. And uh, we're going to get to know Rob, how he runs his business, how he's been using speed quizzing, all kinds of great stuff. Probably get some great ideas from him, too. Uh, I hope you guys do, for sure. And uh, when we come back, I think we're going to close the show. And, uh, Bill, why don't you and I go over how we format our games? Sounds good to me. I love it. We'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, everybody. It is Bobby Roast Beef. It is. Uh, uh, it, it's. This is our our first on this brand new podcast. Our first interview segment right here, and I can't think of anybody better to have on as our first guest here uh, than uh, this gentleman out here. He is your uh, eastern part of Massachusetts official Rob Rob Peters. How you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, I'm doing well, uh, and thank you for the compliments. I'm sure you, I'm sure some of our listeners probably could have thought of maybe 20 other people, but that's true. That's uh, I'm glad to be the first interview. That's awesome. Thanks for having me on. Glad to have you, dude. It's very, very good. So, uh, Bill and I were here, you know, kind of prepping some stuff, and I put together a handful of like base level questions we're going to go through, and we're just going to riff off of these and have ourselves a good time with it. But to start things off, I am a sucker for an origin story. I have a feeling most of our listeners probably are too, and they just kind of want to get to know you and how you got into the business and stuff so tell us a little bit about your business and specifically on how speed quizzing kind of became a part of it and where you think it's going 
So I'll I'll go back and start where I really began. And my roots actually began closer to your uh, co-host uh, up in Maine. Yep. I was uh, attending a, a college in Maine and learned how to DJ there from one of the upperclassmen and DJed a lot of the events on campus. And this was back in the late 80s, early 90s. I did some radio as well. Mm-hmm. I graduated, moved back here to Boston, uh, opened my business, did some radio had some part-time jobs. I went full-time in the business in 1998. Yep. And I um, have been doing game shows for a long time. And I I began to see bar trivia popping up all over the place. I began to have some of my accounts actually ask me for mm-hmm. it. And then I uh, actually literally, because Bill and I have a lot of mutual friends, met Bill, and uh, learned about speed quizzing and... This was back when you guys were pretty fresh. I mean, it was pretty new. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't want to say I got in on the ground floor, but here in Massachusetts, in the eastern part anyway, uh, I feel like I was the only guy doing this for a long period of time. And then the next thing you know, now I've, I'm have i probably surrounded by about six or seven other guys that or people that do yep. this uh, in my area. Um, I love the product. I, I've been a big advocate of the product. In fact, mm-hmm. we've actually had you guys on my former podcast to yep. talk about it. Yeah. And I think it's a um, what's nice is through COVID, we had options, right? Like we had the virtual version where you could play online. And we moved a lot of our stuff because of things being closed down online. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a really innovative product. And it was a great sales pitch when we opened up again because a lot of these bars and restaurants were intimidated by Oh, so I'm going to have people running through my restaurant again? Yeah, exactly. And when I told them it was contact-free and they could play in their seats, and I actually taught the wait staff how to capitalize on that, it it worked for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, where it's going, i got to be honest with you, I follow a lot of the stuff. I I see that there are um, a lot of things that are up on the horizon, obviously. The other thing that I love about the product is you guys are coming up with different things like you you've got bingo mm-hmm. you've got you know you've got different ways of hosting the game that work really well for me and and that's why i enjoy it definitely man definitely now as far as your games go specifically kind of walk us through how you generally make a format how you kind of run them and and tell us like are there any elements specifically that kind of make you stand out oh there's a couple of different things um I looked at what the competition was doing when I first got started. I would go out to trivia nights and I Mm -hmm. would sit down and I would play. And it was funny because there are some people in my market who actually now have speed quizzing. I actually Mm -hmm. sat in on their shows and they would sit there and kind of give me the evil eye. They would give me the, what's this guy doing here? Uh, In some cases it was pretty cool though, because I became very friendly with these people. Yeah. And um, I, I learned what they were doing. And one of the things I found is, it was question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And then you had a break mm-hmm. and you had a, you had a long lull in between the questions and the answers being submitted, which I didn't really agree with because anybody with a smartphone could go on and look up the answers. That's one thing I love about speed quizzing mm-hmm. is it's very difficult to Google an answer in 10 seconds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I went and looked at what other people were doing. And one of the things that I found that uh, made my shows unique is I actually changed the format a little bit to fill two hours. Yeah. And we do stuff in between rounds. Like we do other point building challenges in between rounds. Things That's unique. like minute yeah. to win it game. Yep. 
Um, last night, for example, I was at a campground and I had a 10 minute lull in between rounds two and three. And we actually did 10 minute Simon says oh, for the last three teams that were standing at 50 points each. Yep. And it was, it's not just entertaining the people that are playing, but it was entertainment for the families that were sitting there yeah. watching me eliminate, you know, 55 year old men yeah. for giving me a high five because I would trick them into that. So um, I found that filling the gaps a little bit was a big advantage to me. And it set me apart because a lot of people, you know, what are you doing between the lulls? You turn around and you just sit there. Yep. And if you haven't trained the wait staff, which is something we can talk about a little bit later. Yeah. If you haven't trained the wait staff to capitalize on, on that the right way, they're just sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. And they're, you know, or they're scrutinizing. Why didn't we get that right? Or how do we get more points in this next round? It also gave people who maybe weren't, you know, rocket scientists yeah. an advantage because maybe they had a cool skill or maybe they had an original library card. In yep. So uh, the one thing I've done to set myself apart is I try to make it so that the entire two hours, yes, there are breaks and yes, there are opportunities for uh, people to order more food and drink if they're in a bar. Um, but at the same time, I want to make sure that we're doing something more that kind of levels the playing field a little bit because there are, as yep. we all know, the trivia geeks, as I prefer to call them. Yeah. They're the diehards that they compete in trivia contests and they're a team and they show up every week. And I love those people. But I also like the people who come in and go, you know what? I just want to play for fun. Yep. And maybe, they, you know, when I pull out the wall of ballers and they're the ones that win, it gives them a little bit of a leg up. Yeah. If, the way I, I like to look at it is like with those, those additional little twists and turns of the game, anything that you throw in there, I, I consider that kind of like water cooler fodder you know it it gives people something to talk about and and let's be honest the best form of promotion for your trivia night is people talking about it the next day if they're talking about the time that they had there so like it's not even just about you engaging a crowd of people and stuff because let's be honest taking a 10 minute break so that they can even even just if the orders have been made just serve all the food and drinks that have just been ordered during the round like you know it makes it makes sense logistically, but to be able to give an element that kind of goes a little bit outside of the box is unbelievable. Um, I have a, a story about, uh, and actually I, I host some traditional bingo too. Um, very select accounts, but I have this one account that loves it. And the way we, we schedule it out is they give me a number of prizes and I break up the games. And what I like to do if we have multiple bingos is like I'll accept everybody who's got a bingo. I'll go through all their cards and then I'll do some kind of a challenge. And the winner of that challenge, it might be several teams that have to do it. Um, the winner of that challenge ultimately gets the prize and it's, it's entertaining. I, you know, I've got sound effects going, I've got timers and things that people are working against. I'm goading them on the mic. So it's like these little elements gives them a little something extra that maybe they weren't expecting from the general game format. It's, yeah. it's a great extra to do that, and mm. I, I brought this up a little bit earlier, but it's also entertainment for the yeah. people who aren't playing. 100% it is. Right? And, and, and that's what I think also is a big win here, is you're not just keeping people in their seats and ordering food and drink and playing trivia for two hours. You're also, people love that whole, what's, what's going to happen next? Thing. Yes. And I think that that works really well for the people who maybe just choose to sit there and have a couple of beers and maybe a pizza and watch the game. Yep. 
100%. Couldn't agree more. Yep. You make a, a really good point. I'd like you to actually go on that tr- that that tangent of um, training the wait staff because um, this kind of goes into. I'm going to start with with the, this next question here, but I think that your training the wait staff kind of goes uh, lends itself in here. So, in your opinion, what do you think makes an ideal establishment to set up a weekly event? What do you look you for? You know, it's funny. I think any establishment is game for this. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. But I think there are a couple of variables. Hang on. First of y- all, you earned it. You cannot, you cannot as a host, okay, or a hosting company in my case, be the carry, right? Yeah. Like, you can't be the one who's the only one posting it up on social media and getting the word out about what's going on. You have to get the venue yeah to be your partner you need to have them realize that hey we're in this 50 15 you know what the other guy down the street isn't going to post this to the people on his social media yeah so you've got to i tell my venues when i walk in that if you expect me to carry the bulk of the weight i have no problem doing that but obviously as they're telling me this i'm also trying to gauge okay this means I'm going to charge a little bit more because I am work. carrying that. And when yeah. they tell me it's too expensive and how can we bring the rate down, I actually have a checklist that I give them. And I tell them, if you want to bring the rate down, these are the five things you need to do. It needs to be posted every week. Yeah, You need to have me come in and sit down with your wait staff and your entire team and do a game. Now, we do it no charge and call me crazy. Yeah. But having these people on your side is a huge advantage. And I'll I go into that a little bit more in a second. They actually cough up uh, prizes, too. Like, they'll do cash prizes for yep. their staff. And they'll use it as a team-building thing. But the ultimate venue is an owner who's who's willing to work with you and understands the fact that you're not going to carry the whole thing and that there yeah. is a little bit of a responsibility on their end. Um, venues with good social media also are key because you want to make sure that every week that you're doing something unique that they're telling their clientele about yeah Uh, i had one venue that i would put up the we would put up a social media post we always put up a free answer or a free clue or some way to earn bonus points you know maybe it's roland's birthday and you're going to come in and sing happy birthday to roland it's usually roland's birthday by the way once a month yeah because i'll make people go in just to you know just to Get, give him a little bit of a jab and keep him on his toes. I'll have people walk in and sing happy birthday to him with, without him knowing. There you go. Um, <laughs> the, but by by getting them involved and, and having them be part of the process and having them realize that you are doing more than the other competitors in your market, you can turn just about any venue into a good venue. Yeah. But I talk about the waitresses and I've alluded to this a little bit. Yep. And this happened. This is why I woke up about this one day. I was at one of my venues and I've been the longest venue I've had with speed quizzing has been uh, five years. Okay. Okay. And uh, I was doing game shows at this place back in, you know, 2006. So I've been with this place for a long time, Mm -hmm. but I was sitting with um, a bride and groom who I met beforehand because we're detailing the wedding. And I got up to leave and they went over and um, I, I just asked them, I said, ask the waitress what's going on here tonight and play stupid. 
So I got up and left, and the waitress came over. It was the first encounter. So what's going on here tonight? Oh, we're having some kind of trivia tonight. I don't know that much about it. Now think about this. Yeah, that's a problem. This is somebody who is a face person for the venue who is turning around and going, we're having some kind of trivia, and I know nothing about it. How likely is that couple, if they weren't a couple that I had planted, right? Exactly. How likely are they going to want to play? Yep. Probably not so much. So what I do is I sit down with the bar staff and I sit down with the wait staff and I, I walk them through a night Yep. and I tell them, I start 15 minutes after our start time. Yep. That way there, that first 15 minutes, if you've got somebody who needs help getting on the app or needs help getting involved, yep. you can get me to them and we'll do it. Yeah. I also do set some ground rules. For example, I it's infamous and I'm sure we've all had this happen where you're mid question and one of the wait staff walks up and goes, I have a couple over here that wants to play. Oh yeah. It happens, happens all the time. Me, it, it happens all the time. And I yeah. tell them, don't yeah. interrupt me. But at the same time, I also will also give them a bonus because they're not just there on the night I'm working. Right. Like yeah. they're there four or five nights a week. So what I did was I developed, uh, I call them good guy cards. Yep. So when yeah. they're talking to guests, when they're talking to guests about what's going on during the week, because it's always inevitable. Somebody asks, well, what do you guys do here during the week? They have these cards that are worth 10 points for the customer. And they put the wait staff's name at the bottom of it. Yep. And we call them good guy cards. And on the back is the QR code for the app and the instructions on how to download the app. Yep. But on the front side, it says it's good for 10 points and you have to hand it in before the final round to the host. So these people that maybe come in on a night I'm not there, get this card. And then come in on the night I'm there and they have 10 bonus points to you. Oh, gotcha. So in a new venue, I'll tell you how I make this work. In yep. a new venue, I put my money where my mouth is. I tell them the eight-week commitment because when we get started, I tell them they have to do an eight-week commitment. Yeah. And I tell the owner, as part of this eight-week commitment, I'm going to give you good guy cards and I'm going to tell your staff to hand them out even when I'm not here. Yeah. And every week I'm going to track who I'm getting 10 point cards from. Exactly. And yeah. what I do at the end of eight weeks is I tell the, the staff person that I get the most cards from gets $100 cash out of my pocket. No shit. You never have seen these people be more aggressive. Yeah. Especially on a night where, yeah. where I'm hosting. They hand them out like water. Like every person that sits at their table, we're doing trivia tonight. These are the instructions to play. You use your smartphone and here's 10 bonus points handed in. Yeah, exactly. And the cool thing about it is That's I've awesome. made my money over I've made my money over eight weeks. Yeah. And I've helped them build their business by using their staff to promote it. Yeah. It's almost like free labor except for the hundred bucks, but the hundred bucks ensures my job security. Yeah. 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 I started doing that three years ago. I actually yep. do a bar right outside Gillette Stadium in Foxborough where the Patriots mm -hmm. play. And I started doing that two years ago. And it's funny because we still use the 10-point cards. Yep. I haven't given out $100 since that first eight weeks. Yeah, sometimes. Because once the ball's rolling, they get mm -hmm. they, they kind of forget but about it. they still use it. Yeah. So it works really well. I uh, I'm curious, um, Rob, when, you're, when you go into a new venue, a new establishment... Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a policy set up for like, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to provide you with X amount of signage. Uh, I'm going to list you here. Like, how do you work out all the details there? 
I give them signage. I have mm -hmm. um, the generic stuff that we we were using when we first got started. I mm -hmm. actually have taken a lot of the art files that uh, Speed Quizzing made available and I modified them. So yep. I will give them a set number of posters, a set number of table tents. Yeah. But that's on that checklist, right? Yeah, exactly. When I when I if I determine that I have to carry the bulk of the load, and they say to me, "How do we bring that rate down?" These have to be here every week when I walk through the door. Exactly. And even if I walk through the door on an off night, I still need to see them here. Yep. Because I actually do frequent a lot of the places that I work at. Yep. I feel like it's paying it forward. Um, I do have a, a regular checklist that I give them, too, on hot yep. things that are going to help this take off. Mm -hmm. You need, you know, hit your beer distributors up and give me swag because I'll use swag for about 20 different things during a show. Sure. Uh, a Budweiser key ring, for example is a great motivator when you say, I got a prize for the first person to come up and show me a credit card with the sports team logo on it. Yep. And that goes over huge, um, except at Gillette Stadium when they somebody shows up from Buffalo yep. and shows me a Buffalo Bills card. That just, you know, you got to give them something more than that. But um, a lot of bar owners, you know, a lot of the, bar co the beer companies, for example, the distributors, they work on a point system and a lot of owners don't even use their points. Yeah to get a lot of swag nope oh, but i'll tell them you know i'm gonna put you up on uh speed quizzing which i think is a really cool feature that the speed quizzing site when you log in and, and schedule activations you actually show up on their directory too which i think is huge and it's mm -hmm. something that if you mm -hmm. do it right it, it's like you're not really doing much more work to do that no i will put not. them up on i'll put them up on facebook and we'll put them up as an event yeah so on our game show parties of Boston Facebook page, you can look and you'll see um, that we're at Citizen Crest every Wednesday. Yep. Um, you'll see that we're at Teddy Gallagher's on Tuesday, et cetera, et cetera. I will also look for other opportunities to try and promote them. I um, have an email list with over at least 15,000 names over my career, and we'll send out a blast that we're going to be there. Yeah. Um, I, I We used to do... Uh, and we don't do it anymore for a couple of different reasons, but we mm -hmm. used to do text alerts where if you oh, yeah. texted, if you texted speed quiz to whatever it was, I can't remember the number anymore. Um, you were on our VIP list. And every week when we would do the clue on Facebook, we would also send it out to our text network. And it worked pretty well for a little bit. And then COVID hit and we kind of backed away from it. Yeah. But uh, we also took a survey and kind of found that a lot of people just didn't really think it was a game, a, a deal maker or breaker. Yeah, it was just sort of like that. vanilla. And we, we also did find that a lot of people that enrolled for it for the 10 points yep. quit the next week when we sent out that thing. So, yeah, what uh, it was an it was an expense involved too. I mean, for the database we have, we're paying about seventy dollars a month. It's I yeah, I've played around with doing some tech stuff before, and it's it's not cheap. Um, let's talk about specific rounds, and this is kind of a big mm -hmm. one with speed quizzing hosts. Buzzing yeah. rounds. Do you use them? Why or why not? And how? Um, a lot of times. What, what I'll do, for example, mm -hmm. is a lot of my, my places like the general knowledge kind of stuff. Yeah. And they'll want to do a theme night like maybe once a quarter or once a month. Yeah. Or if it's a special holiday or something like that. Mm -hmm. Other than that, unless it's a private client that's looking for something specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I won't do anything that's themed. 
What about, I mean, just buzzing, even for general knowledge? You do those? Um, no, I, I use the, the traditional platform or multiple choice. Oh, so that keypad. Kind of okay, okay, all right. So you're not using buzzing rounds because I've been, I mean, I started, I started using buzzing rounds just to sample it back in 2014 when I first started. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we'll play around with this. We'll see how it works. And um, at first, it just it wasn't landing. Like I was just like, it doesn't really make any sense. And then I switched over to Buzz in Advanced, and I, I did something that I hadn't done before. I set up my GoPro, and mm -hmm. I just recorded trivia from a third person just to see how it went. And then it clicked for me. I was like, okay, I get it. Because it's it's changing up the play style so people can buzz in and give a verbal answer. So it's like it's right. it's it's a dip in between. It's not just entering answers on a keypad. But I was always kind of mm -hmm. like, is this really doing anything for the other people? And that buzz in advance round does. It that agree disagree is really powerful. And and I I've, I've never really played with it enough to be able to really do it because truth be told, yep. I usually I, to to give you more of an insight. My at my most of my accounts, my minimum yeah. amount of teams is about twenty five. That's yeah, yeah. I've got and, and uh, that's that's a lot to have to walk around, especially in some of the spaces I work. I, I've got I've got one venue where we regularly do thirty to fifty teams, and mm -hmm. uh, and and I still do it there. Um, it's. I find that, you know, with longer, like with, with larger groups, I might cut that round down instead of doing like 20 questions. I might do 15 or even 10, but mm -hmm. it's just, I find that it's like, if you, if, if there's a host out there and this is like, this is the flag that I wave. If there is a host that's out there, that's like, Oh, how can I add something? That's a different sort of element. I, I truly think that buzz in advance is what makes speed quizzing as a platform stand apart from everything else that's out there. Everything yeah. else. Nobody can touch it. You should you should experiment get it's get crazy gonna, one it's night. It's something I'm going to look into now, yeah. especially. I mean, we just started our fall marketing campaign. We market, yeah. and and you know maybe this might be a good transition if we talk about marketing a little bit more. Yeah, I market around the school year. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, because I have a lot of schools in my area, so that might be a good uh, mm -hmm. transition for the fall to try something different. It's a nice, it's a nice, you should really, really play around with it. Plus, a lot of folks don't realize this. If you're in a place and you're doing, um, you know, three keypad rounds and, you know, it's a good thing, but you're like, I need to be making more, use buzzing as an upsell, you know? Do it once that or twice and say, hey, I'm, I'm playing around with this. What do you think? And if, if they're like, that's ah, really cool, it's interesting, you know, people buzz in and it, it engages them differently in a, in a unique sort of way, play around with that. You, you'd be amazed how many people, and then you can upcharge for it. Just, oh, well, you know, takes a little bit of extra time to put those questions together and it got to be specific stuff that works. So, you know, we're going to have to go up $25 a, a week or $50 a week in order to do it. And it's, you know, just another thing to consider. I've, it's just one of those things where I've always been curious what hosts are using it and what hosts aren't. And if they're not, they're just missing the boat. It is just mm -hmm. wild. I'm going to have to give it a try. We're going to have yeah. to work on some training for that because uh, truth be told, I'm more now a lot nowadays. Yep. Um, I'm more the fill-in guy. Like I have. Yeah, you have more. Most people are, are working for you. Yeah, I, I have a, a team of like six hosts that work for me right now. And yep. I actually am in the process of recruiting because um we're getting a lot of accounts i have probably six communities around me that are college towns oh yeah so we're going to begin to see them fill in again plus we also mm -hmm. do capitalize around uh the fall and winter around a lot of holiday parties oh yeah uh, i've made a lot of, i've made a lot of money with speed quizzing doing things like holiday small holiday parties where 
they're not going out to a venue or a restaurant. They're actually bringing lunch in and they, you know, I'll bring in the, um, the, the Amazon Kindles yep. with the, uh, the, the fire sevens with the software loaded on it. And I'll actually do a holiday party for two hours Yeah, and charge, uh, you know, charge my regular, uh, four hour rate for just what I would charge to DJ for, oh, for two sure. hours to walk in and just do trivia with them. Yep. And, and um, they love it. They absolutely eat it up and love it because I'll incorporate again yep. appropriate stuff. Obviously, yeah, um, exactly. There are certain things that there are certain things that I've done in some of my bars that I really can't bring over. You know, like I can't do suck and blow, one of my physical challenge games yep. at a, a company that sells insurance. You know what I mean? Well, you so, know, um, I mean, a post pandemic world that that is a challenge that should uh, probably disappear yeah. for a little while. Well, well yeah. <laughs> um, you know, as an example, but um, I've never considered the buzzing rounds before yeah. because honestly, I find that any time and, and maybe some of the other hosts run into this. I, I know, you know, you innovate in the western part of the state. And it's the one thing that I keep saying is I got to find a day to come out and just crash in on one of your you events. You should. Yeah. But um, one of the things I find, especially, for example, the bar that I've had for, geez, about six, five or six years now. Uh-huh. Is they don't like when you change. Like, oh yeah. They don't like like I changed the host. They have this fear. And they I I changed the host one night because ironically I, I had a family emergency. Yep. And my phone blew up. I'm sitting in the hospital and my phone is blowing up going, Oh my god, where are you? Blah 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 blah. And I actually finally said to the host, I said, Would you do me a favor and walk to these five tables? And please let them know that you're here tonight because I couldn't be and it was fa a family emergency. Yeah. Um, and again, I play, I, I try to keep it lighthearted, but at the same time, to try and to get them to adjust to change, it's something you have to ease in. Like now, whenever I have a host taking over an account, they have to work with me there for a month. Yeah. Just so that I can hand it off to them. Yeah, exactly. And by the fourth week, I'm usually sitting at the bar with the regulars uh, having a soda water with a lime, just you know, make, just making sure that the show goes right. them and testing them. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So I got, I got. This is sort of a double-headed question. And I'm borrowing this it from my my other other podcast here. But what I'm looking for from you are two stories. All right, the first one being like a highlight moment, something that you know was your favorite or your best hosting memory from a speed quizzing event. Something that you were just like, wow, this is the story that I'm always going to tell. The mm -hmm. other one is where it was like the most like nightmare come true. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those every sq host has something that can relate and i think i think putting this stuff out there for any hosts that are listening is a great opportunity one to learn how you deal with that situation or you know how you kind of came through it all and two mm -hmm. like that it happens to everybody you know um okay well my uh, i'll start with the negative one because it actually just happened not too long ago uh-huh um ironically it happened last night and it's a combination of issues here and i have to prelude this with that um and there are some issues going on with this venue that i won't get into too much detail with yeah but um i had set everything up i had gone through all my questions now earlier this year i had downloaded a set of questions and for some reason i 
could not load them. And this is a place where I have to keep things family friendly. Oh, yeah. So remember that, okay? Yeah. I have to keep things family friendly at this place no matter what. And uh, I, had a, I had an issue at the beginning of the season with this particular venue uh, because they are a seasonal place. And I couldn't load questions and I couldn't figure out what to do. So I actually wound up switching to a different format completely that wasn't speed quizzing this one. Yeah. And this is also a place where the clientele, it's not a bar. Uh, but the clientele tend to be very vocal with the management when things are going wrong. And not, not just with me. Are you trying to say they're you, basically what you're saying is they're whiners? Well, th yeah. Um, but also, I, I will say this. It's a resort. And it's not like, um, you know, you're paying a pretty penny industry wide to go to this place. Going to the management. So the trivia guy told me I was <laughs> wrong. And so, I can't have that. Buffy, gather so your things. Let me prelude that last week I had a fill-in host, and whenever it's not me, that's always an issue. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, and we had a little bit, he had a little bit of a technical issue that wound up working out, but I get a phone call. I'm at, I was actually out of town, and I got a phone call from the management there at that particular moment, and I'm mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'll square it away when I get back, and I thought I'd smoothed everything over. Yeah. Um, the lovely geniuses at Microsoft apparently had done an update at some point between the time I had put everything together and 7.42 last night. <laughs> because when I I'd set everything up at 7, everything worked fine. I yep. did my sound check. I went over to the snack bar to go grab something to eat. I came back. People are coming in at 7.42 and I go to turn the music on and my screen is completely frozen completely frozen yep and i discovered that there's an update when i reboot and the, you know those some of those updates are you know they take a little bit some of them take an excruciating amount of time so it's a took, gamble took about 40 minutes oh that's light that's yeah. light yeah but here's the thing still my 40 minutes times, is 40 minutes my start time's eight o'clock now remember there was a little bit of a hiccup last week yep Plus, I wasn't there last week. So this week, um, people are coming in and they're all coming up going, I can't log on. And I'm explaining to them, I, you can't log on because I have to reboot the computer and it's going to take a few minutes. So I immediately jump into a game that I call Bag of Crap. Yep. Bag of Crap. Okay. Now, Bag of Crap is the game that I used to do when I actually used to work at a radio station in Maine when we used to do Happy Hour, where I'd be like, you're going to be the first one to come up and show me this. And it's like a scavenger hunt. So yeah. I'm handing out random points and I'm writing down the points. But in between each one, while people are going through their stuff, trying to find this stuff, I'm walking back up to the stage, looking at my computer and going, OK, 75 percent. We're almost there. OK, beautiful. OK, points, points, points. The next thing we're looking for is this walking back up. OK, we're at 82 percent now. On a regular night at this particular place, and again, I'm getting a little long-winded here, but there's a point. Oh, on okay. a regular night at this place, it's a lot of people who don't play regularly. It's first-timers. Like 90% yeah. of the people that come in are there for the week, and this is their first time playing. So it takes a little time on a regular night to just get them onto the app and exactly. get them going. Yeah. Um, one of the staff that was off-duty got upset because I made them change their team name because it was inappropriate. Yeah. 
basically it was Jack and you can put the rest of the last name together to figure out why it was inappropriate. Oh, was it like Mehoff? Yeah, Jack yeah. Mehoff. That's right? fucking great. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? So well, when you've got five year olds running around, yeah, you get it. Yeah. So <laughs> um, um Hey, I I I most of mine I'm not really that bad with it, but I have a team called Erectile Projectiles, so that's you guys have no idea. It's tame as hell. Go on. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. but again, I've also, you know, we, we do family friendly. We it's yeah. the whole family's playing this game. So I start at eight twenty. Yep. Okay. You're now, so, now you're, you're scheduled started, to start for eight, right? Well, the start time is eight. I usually start my first question about eight ten. Oh, okay. All right. So because it's, I still have to get everybody online. You know, yep. eight o'clock is when I'm playing music and I'm trying to help people get online. Gotcha. Um, so I started about 820. That's well, apparently, bad. this staff member, because at about 815, I had told them to change the name, went and texted the person that, that hired me. Yeah. In oh, management. God. Yeah. Now, again, second week in a row, yeah. right? Last week they had an issue. I heard about it. So the assistant activities director shows up afterwards. And I guess the big issue I had with the whole thing is it's like, I've done stuff for the staff complimentary at this place. Yes. And never had a problem. And it came down to, and we determined this last night that they were pretty upset because I made them change their name. Yeah, basically. And, and they were, they were being they passive aggressive. Backstab me yeah, on it. that's, that's shitty. That's yep. real shitty. I've had I've um, had similar shit with with people in the past like that where they get petty over the smallest thing and you just gotta right. hey whatever and it sucks when it's a staff. Yeah, exactly. Um, best night stories. I gotta be honest with you. I don't have a a, a set best night story, mm -hmm. but I can tell you what makes up a lot of the great nights I've had. Obviously, the crowd. Right. Yep. Um, I actually, I do have a pretty good best night story because it, it's, it, it wound up being something that won the crowd over for me that night. Um, yeah. every physical challenge we'd done, we had done cookie face, the Oreo cookie thing where you put it oh, on yeah. your forehead. Yeah, classic. You your mouth. Yep. That was one of oh. our things, but there was a guy at the bar that was just, you know, was, he was pounding something and, and honestly it had to have been gasoline because he was pretty drunk. And there's a question in the speed quizzing library about um barbie yep and uh it it's a the, basically the answer is is barbie's niece's name is skipper or something like that anyway um i think i remember and, this and question we, we had given away um a trip back then we used to we used to work with this company where we would have three day two night vacation packages that we get, yep. gave away oh yeah and we gave away a couple of those which was pretty cool that night because a lot of the challenges i were doing were more difficult well i do this question with about skipper and um i i, I all right the correct answer is skipper and the winning team the team that got it first is um team blue and all of a sudden, you hear from the other end of the bar, Hey! Hey! Siri says that question's wrong. And he's holding up his phone. He's drunk. He can't even stand up. Yeah. And, and I, I guess the reason why it was a victory is it was one of the better ways I've handled the heckler. I turn around and I go, So apparently you're here by yourself, right? He said, Yeah. I said, Why don't you ask Siri for a date and sit the hell down? Hang on. And the entire what happened? That was awesome. 
I've used oh. um I've used a few other ones. I well, me and Rob use drops. I used a couple drops. I have uh, Hank Hill. Why is she still talking? <laughs> or yeah. I've asked the staff to bring them either crayons and a, pla a placemat <laughs> so they can something to do, or a mitol. The best Those one are... I've done. Best one I've done. I used to carry a small thing of Pampers, <sighs> and I would go and put it on their table. There you go. <laughs> and again, I, I think for the people listening, you can get away with a lot of this stuff if you know your crowd and you're in a yeah. bar. If you're in a senior center well, or a corporate event, um, not so much. It's a different animal, well, yeah. I, I yeah. think the big part about that also is if you don't make an example of them, mm -hmm. other people think they can do it as well. That too. Yep. That too. Anytime uh, I, I compare it a lot to the way a comedian would deal with a heckler. Like most times a heckler might come at the comedian at like a two or a three and the comedian goes at them at like an 11 because you have to bulldoze them. And if you mm -hmm. don't, like I can remember there was one time where, oh, what was it? I have a thing that, and I've seen other hosts, you know, use this as well, but I have, uh, I started doing this a long time ago. I, I created what's called the bitch tax. And generally speaking, when somebody has an issue with a question that I've done, or maybe I've made a mistake or something like that, essentially, if they interrupt me and I have a, a microphone in my hand, they're going to lose 20 mm -hmm. points, no matter what, they're just going to lose 20 points. And I have a tendency of going from nice, mild manner, whatever, to barking like a junkyard dog at a, a heckler when they lay into me. And I remember this one night, the bartender says to me, like, at the end of the night, we're packing up and everything's great. Everybody's happy, having a good time. And she hadn't experienced that yet. And she was like, hey, uh, I, I've never seen you react to somebody like that. That was that was crazy. And I looked at her dead in the face. and I was like, it's hot, ain't it? And mm. it, she just had a good laugh. And I was just like, I explained the same thing. I go, you got to like come at them like a freight train or otherwise somebody else is going to get the idea that you can be walked all over. And if you don't exactly. shut them up immediately, somebody else is going to chime in and it's going to become a, a huge mess. You know, it, it's funny. I told you the bad story. There were a couple, you know, I look at a lot of my events as, as yep. there's always a victory and there's always something you can do better. Right. Yeah. hundred like, percent. Like there's always something. So in the midst of last night and again, not knowing that I had a complaint going on, uh -huh. um, I'd done a question and the answer was Pluto. It's about a planet. And I oh had boy. a guy who kept on arguing with me that it's a, Pluto's not, Pluto's a, planet. not a planet. Right. So it was the last question before 10 minute uh, Simon says. Yep. He was the first one I made sure was eliminated. Yeah. And if you do Simon says, even if you're doing it outside of, of speed quizzing, you learn rather quickly that if somebody's giving you a hard time, you come up with ways you focus on them to yep. get rid of them. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times they don't even see it coming. But you and I have talked about the bitch tax before. And, and that's something that, um, you know, and looking at how I'm going to move forward with things, because it is time to shake things up. And I try to shake things up with yep. uh, my different accounts. And, um, you know, we're coming up with a new format where, we're going to do 15 questions and then the next round is going to be a one point question where if you get it right, you get the points. But if you get it wrong, you lose the points. Uh, and I don't use evil mode that often yep. because I, I again, when I first started doing this, I didn't have the network I have now mm. 
to be able to bounce stuff off of. And even just with you guys, um, you know, we talk offline often Mm -hmm. and I get different ideas about stuff and it's like, okay, I need to find time to be able to implement that a little bit more. Yeah. But um, you learn really quickly how to handle yourself a little bit better. Um, When I hire trivia hosts and uh, I hire people that work for me, I tell people all the time, you need to have a thick skin and you need to realize that um, in today's world, especially I did an interview last week Yep. and uh, she was a teacher and she had a parent in the middle of a parent meeting get in her face. And I said, in today's world, you have to be prepared for somebody to go Will Smith on you. Yeah, you do. And it's unfortunate, but we've reached a point now where, um, again, love him or hate him. Will Smith has kind of opened that door. Um, not that it's really ever going to happen, but it's not out of the question that it wouldn't happen, right? Yeah. Well, you know who started that? Wayne Brady on the Chappelle show. Yes, he Wayne did. Wayne Brady going to have to smack a bitch? <laughs> yeah. It's very true. It's very, very true. Um, so. that's, that's freaking bananas, dude. Um, this is really good, Rob. This is awesome, man. Really, 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 really good stuff. I'm glad you guys have me on. I mean, you know, the one thing I try to tell people, because the one thing I will say is um, I I would like to think that I've been doing this in this area. You guys have the records on how long I've been doing this technically and and when I bought in and everything. Um, A lot of people who are looking to buy speed quizzing tend to call me to ask me about how it works and, you know, how much money I've made. and. Uh, I'm an open book and I've been an open book for as long as I've been getting up and sharing what I know within the DJ industry. Um, I I will help everybody. And, um, you know, that's kind of why when this opportunity came up, I'm like, I would love to come on and chat with you guys. Because, first of all, we uh, we live the three of us within a like 150 mile radius and we rarely see each other except when we're out in Vegas. Pretty much. Yeah. Although so, is there, yeah. is there possibly a better place for us to all meet up? I don't think so. I'll meet, no, I'll meet, true. I'll meet and hang out in Vegas with you guys anytime. Yeah. You know, it's, it, but you know, it's one of those things that um, it, it, it's kind of like when I ran the bubble parties program for a long time, I yeah. explained to people that this isn't for everybody. Um, you know, there are people who get into this, who look at it as, oh, I'm going to make a ton of money with it. And their personality doesn't fit it. Yeah, that's or, a good point. <laughs> they're not tech savvy enough or um, they're still operating on the Star Trek style flip phone from yeah. 1992, whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. Um, you have to also be able to take the good and the bad. And that's the one thing I've learned in this job is that if you go in prepared mm-hmm. a lot of, and again i don't want to bash the restaurant and bar industry yeah a lot of restaurant and bar owners will yes you to death to get you in the door thinking you're going to solve all their problems yeah exactly yeah. And, and then they the don't problem, deliver i and it's funny in, in differing markets like you out in the western part of the state rob yep. have a ton of following like you've got people i know you've got people that follow you from place to place to place oh yeah mm-hmm. a lot of my venues are regulars mm. yep um i maybe have had one people from deans which is the place that i've had for a long time they are will rarely take the ride over to foxborough to gillette stadium to citizen crest to come play trivia yeah exactly um they're diehards and loyal which i think is great yep. it helps with that but um 
for example, during COVID, we actually, and that's the one saving grace about uh, this particular product, is during COVID, we actually rented out parking lots and shopping malls. Yep. And we did parking lot trivia. Yeah. Where we, we charged a fee. We didn't charge them all. We charged a fee for you to play. It was like 25 bucks a car. And we set up a big screen and we set up a sound system and we set up speed quizzing in the parking lot. And it was open to 25 cars. And you came in and you played speed quizzing in yep. the parking lot. And it was the coolest. It was a night out for some people. Yeah. It's and a novel idea, back, really, when you think about it. When we all had to be socially distant, it worked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was being creative and unique like that that uh, got Very my creative. Yeah. Perfect. No, that's not that in the hot dog cart, but that's a whole nother story. Yeah, oh, exactly. I'm telling you, man, is is you had an opportunity to be DJ Glizzy, and you, uh, yep. I'm telling you, it would have been something else. You and the vulgar chef, you could have gone in and collabed. It would have been magical. We could have. Oh, we could have. But DJ. now it's it's funny because the the bulk of my business model now is I'm still taking certain events like i'm still i'm finishing up covid weddings still yeah and i've got weddings into 2023 yep but the the focus of our business at this point uh because of other things that i'm doing now is going to be i'm going to run a trivia company i'm going to run a game show company yep and um you know the cool thing about it is i'm put together a pretty good team of people that can go out and you know without the technical issues can go out and knock it out of the park yeah exactly Awesome. Um, man. The one thing, the one piece of advice I'll give anybody that's going to be an owner in this and looking to expand and be a multi-op um, is is something that is, is something that I, I think is really important. You can train people to push buttons, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you can train people how to run the software. You cannot train people to stand up in front of a crowd and be fun and funny, yep. and even in some cases be a pit bull when they have to be. Yeah, exactly. You, the only way you can it do don't. it is through doing it, like experience, you right. know? And that's what, like, mm -hmm. I've been saying it since we started uh, representing SQ at the trade shows from the beginning. I was like, if you've got new hires, if you're a multi-op and you have new hires and you want them in the wedding business and you want them to be great in the wedding business and they're not as skilled when it comes to being on the mic and handling announcements and handling a crowd or speaking to a crowd just in general, uh, it, this is like boot camp. You put them on a trivia night. Now you've got them, you know, for two hours every single week until they're up and ready. They build up that confidence. They build up the mic skills. They build up everything that's required to be a really great MC. And, you know, I, I, I say it all the time as well that this is just a referral machine for mm -hmm. especially for weddings because you could be a great DJ. But if if as your DJ, if your announcements are thanks everybody i uh, just want to make a few announcements here you know and they're just weak and you don't hold that crowd and get their attention you can't put that 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 direction out to m motivate a crowd to you know get out you know out from the bar into their seats or something for the next transition you know you're you're, you're shooting yourself in foot yeah. <laughs> you know it, it's no good so this is a yeah. great way to kind of get yourself up to speed where you're at least comfortable like throw a microphone in my hand excellent you know it's it's an awesome training tool in the yeah. relative scheme of things. It gives you that that skill set of being able to handle when the crowd isn't responding the yeah. right way. Yeah. Or if you've got a heckler, which let's be honest, um, they're few and far between, but they're out there. Oh, they they certainly and, um, are. 
And, you know, yeah. the, the one thing I will say that's another big advantage about this program is you learn if you want to survive. I guess the big thing is if you want to survive, put your wait staff on your team, but also get to know your regular people. Yes, get to know the 100%. people that are coming in. Like I have one team and, and it's funny when I hosted uh, the place at Patriot Place called Citizen Crest. Uh-huh. Um, I started the place and I've actually transitioned it over to somebody who is handling it the majority of me. But again, I'm the filling guy. Yeah. So when they need vacation, it's great because I show back up. Hey, how are you? Uh, I have a team called the Cake Pops, yeah. which is pretty cool. Uh, it's three young women and they come in every week and they... It's funny because if they don't show up before seven o'clock, uh huh, people ask about them. No, well, no, no. You know, you have to wait five minutes because they never miss a week. Oh, okay. And unless they tell you, right? Yeah. But Those I know are the when best. their birthdays are. I know one of them just got engaged, and I booked their wedding off of it. So get to know your players. Oh yeah, and, and they'll you be your what? best you clients. You don't have to be chummy chummy with them. You don't have to. And by all means, I, I highly don't recommend. Um, sitting down and drinking with them after the show. No. Keep a line between you as the host. 100%. And I had that problem with a host for a little while where he would show up early and be drinking with everybody um, and and having dinner with them, and then he would get up and host. And it was just a mess. You know, it was funny because that team won a couple of weeks, and I was getting phone calls from the owner going, listen, uh, I've got people that are leaving because of the fact that he keeps eating with this team and they've won over the past two weeks. It's all nah. about per- it's all about your perception. perception. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, man. Was he was he helping them or was it just they were a good team? Um, I confronted him because I said, listen, I said, we give a we give a free answer. Yeah. And he goes, honest, I wasn't helping him. And, and you know, I want to take him at his word because I tell my people at the end of the day, you know what? I'm gonna find out if you're if you're blowing smoke up my ass. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? Like I'm gonna fi- I'm gonna find out the real truth if you're not gonna tell me. And and I've earned the respect of the people that work for me enough that yep. um anybody who has been uh misleading or dishonest usually doesn't last long around here. Yeah. And um they were a good team for those two weeks, but I explained to him, I said, You need to understand how this looks. That's exactly it. It's this is a bad look for what we're doing. Like you gotta right. make mm-hmm. it seem like you're impartial, you know, as much as you can. And I think I think that most regulars that follow you to your games will understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, it's just it's just the way it is. It's it's kind of nuts. But if you yeah. get to know your regulars enough that you know mm-hmm. them by name, and you know, uh, I I will walk up and joke every now and then. Yeah. Um, you know, hey, I haven't seen you guys in a week or two. How you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know what? I'm going to exactly. set you up with a round and I'll go and grab the waitress and I'll go bring them around to water. Yeah, exactly. Because there they are sitting there thinking that, you know, they're, they're getting, getting a bunch of free drinks here. And all of a sudden the waitress will walk up and hand down water and go, these are on Rob. And, and, and you're just going to be playful and have some fun. That's the one thing. If you take this way too seriously. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're not going to survive. And that's, I guess we have the best job in the world in this line of work. We do. Where we can have fun and be playful. And you know what? We can make some pretty good money doing yep. it too. No, absolutely, man. That's great. Rob, this is really, really great, man. If you have uh, anything coming up that you want to plug before we wrap it up, go for it. Moment's yours. Um, I, I got to be honest with you. I really don't have a whole heck of a lot going on right now. Isn't um, that a nice like feeling said, though? 
it, it, it's a great feeling. We are working on, uh, I will be at uh, Mobile Entertainment Expo next year. Yep. I just don't know yet if we're, if we're speaking yeah. or if I'm just going to be out there hanging out. I mean, obviously, if I'm going to be out there hanging out, um, I've always told people I can be bought for a beverage, lunch, or a cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. If you want to come and pick my brain, uh, you want to learn more about how this works, you want some great ideas, or you want to get together and have a meal, and maybe there's four or five of us as hosts sitting around throwing this stuff around, I'm definitely open to it. But uh, I don't have a lot going on right now industry-wide. I've kind of, uh, like I said, I've got some other stuff going on outside the industry that I'm kind of focused on right now. But Mm -hmm. Uh, I am working on some stuff for the next year or two to be able to contribute. So I, I would just say stay tuned. Awesome, man. Awesome. Look for my awesome. headshot. That's all. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, dude. We appreciate it, man. Good having you on. No problem. Keep up the good work with the platform, too. You know, I, like I said, I've made a lot of money with this. Um, and I encourage anybody that's never uh, considered it. Yep. Ask a couple of hosts. If you don't yeah. want to ask somebody in your market. Uh, go on, go on to the Facebook group and just network with some people yep. and ask them questions and, and, you know, feel free to pick their brains a little bit. And as hosts, don't be shy about your competitor coming up to you and asking you for, for help. And I guess that's one of the, the things I want to leave with before we wrap up today, guys, is um, they're not going to steal everything because there's only one you. And yeah, nobody exactly. can duplicate your personality. That's exactly it. So if you if you run a good business and believe me, I've had competitors out there try to pull the rug out from underneath me. Um, But you know what? If you run your business the right way and you treat your customers right and you go out there and do a great job, you're not going to have much to worry. No, 100 percent true, man. So awesome. Awesome, dude. No, this is thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I appreciate it, dude. You have a good one. Thanks. You too. All right. Take care. See it. I don't have my camera on, so Bill couldn't see me dancing my ass off to that intro, but it's all good. Um, guys, that was great having Rob on the show. Appreciate you, Rob. Always, always a good time to uh, to hear from you and figure out what what you've got going. He's, this guy, he's got all kinds of stuff going. If he's not fixing you a glizzy or he's out there doing, you know, what he's got to do. Uh, Bill shut his camera off and I'm starting to get scared. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was always, always great, great to hear from Rob. That was awesome. But I did promise that uh, when we got back from this little segment that we would talk about our game segments. And, quick, quick question, quick question. I uh-huh. turned my camera off. Is... Uh, is Pornhub spelled with a capital P or? Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're recording. Um, I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't think it matters. I don't what. What is it? What is it you're doing no, over I, there? I was, try, oh, I was trying to see how you put a photo up. You put a photo up. I'm trying to figure out how that's my I can make a photo for me. Sorry. Oh, my, gotcha. my, my ADHD kicked in. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to do what he's doing. Yeah. Oh, so I promised you guys we would talk about our game formats. And and what I love about this is that this is really going to put you guys in, uh, uh, give you a little bit of perspective that Bill and I do things completely differently. Um, why don't you go ahead and walk through your format, Bill, and, and any kind of, you know, changes or anything that you've made over the last like four or five years, things that kind mm-hmm. of like your, your signature game. Oh, signature game. So I know some, like, I don't do... I'm going to get hate for this from some people, but I don't do um, 
100% theme games. I feel they don't build anything. Unless it's for a corporate. I'll do a corporate that way. But at my weekly stuff, I don't do 100% theme games because I feel they just draw out a handful of people for that one game and they never come back until I do something else. I don't want people like that. I want weekly players. So I do a few things a little differently. I do... My first round is always keypad. Um, I have ADHD, so I, I level out my games where I do... <laughs> I just have their own math problem. Multiple choice, first letter. Multiple choice, first letter, or number, or something like that, or sequence. Then a picture. So every fifth photo is a picture. Blah, blah, things a photo. Uh, and that round is normally like a four points apiece. Go wide, on one point speed bonus. And then I do... Uh, a music round now, which is QQ or uh, audio, full audio. Fifteen questions of just music questions. Six points apiece. Go wides on three points. Uh, four point sliding scale for the top four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, don't lose points, whatever. And then I do uh, a New York win of twenty points. And then I do a buzz in round, ten points apiece, uh, with a few little features that I learned from you um, that we don't have to get into, so yep. that mm, we can be whatever. But then um, I go to a I do what I call the wheel of rounds every week, and I uh, I have like I start with a six week uh, run of rounds, six rounds. They all vote on them, and then I have a wheel, and I just spin it. It's a digital wheel on my computer, mm-hmm. and whatever round it round lands on, uh, we do that round this week. So it's fifteen questions normally, and that's normally a ten point uh, go wides on and three point sliding scale, and then I do a. 30 point nearest win and then i ended my game on a final keypad round of 10 points a piece three points uh sliding scale go wides on but i also use um fast tracking in questions one through 15 and i don't use it the traditional way where if the top three teams don't get it right you can fast track i only use it as a if you're the only team to get it right without going wide in the final round in questions one through fifteen, you can jump the first place by one point. Yeah. Makes it a little harder. Yep. And then I end end on a fifty point nearest win. That's it. There you go. That's awesome. We actually there's a couple of things that we do see eye to eye on, like the theme thing, for example. Uh I I try to not do a full theme game ever um primarily because general knowledge will level the playing field. Uh and you know I, I sell theme nights as a separate service completely. So if somebody wants to do a theme night in my one of my regular venues, that is it's it's basically seen as a completely different night. It's a completely, completely mm-hmm. different night. It involves additional promotion, target that audience, because I explain to the person who I'm working with that this is not about engaging the people that we have here. In fact, the regulars that come in might get a little irritated because we're focusing on a theme. So I usually suggest that we do this on another night entirely. And then do well, it. Yeah, that's the reason I yeah. do my themes like small. Yep. Because someone's like, oh, I'm not going to do good at it. Well, at least it's not the whole game. That's exactly it. Also, it. Mm-hmm. if I did a whole game, yeah. I would love to do a whole Star Wars game or something like that. Sure. But it's going to be for a handful of people. And my yeah. regulars are going to be like, yeah, I'll just see you next yeah, week. Yeah, is, this is not, not for us. So I look at it as I'm targeting new people to come in and try to play in the hopes of retaining a few that have a good time to come to the general knowledge and nights. And that's as good as it's going to get. 
Like that's that's mm-hmm. pretty much it. Um, as far as retaining people uh, after they've played, if you have a hundred people that walk in, there's two that might stick around for your next event. There's value in those two. You know, yeah. if, if they become regulars, then that's a great thing, and that's, that's what I explain to the to the to the folks. But my format has changed. I have always been a. I try to keep it level across across the top for the most part. Offer opportunities to get extra points throughout the game and i try to uh at the end have like that carrot at the end to try to that light at the end of the tunnel you know so i'm gonna i'm gonna uh when i get to our final round round three i'm gonna explain how i used to do it and then how i've changed it to make it work and i actually like it a little bit better now so with all that said here we go i start my game with a keypad round okay general knowledge 20 questions it's uh the point structure is set up it's been this way for uh, like seven or eight years um it's basically a a 10 point uh value for each question with go wide as an option so it's either five points or 10 depending if they take a second guess or not the speed bonus is only three points but it's three points with a sliding scale meaning that if you don't go wide you can get 13 points per question if you do go wide on those questions the most points you'll get is eight i do that because i want folks that don't go wide but don't get the speed bonus to get a little credit that way so I've, I've set it up so that that way like if you take the opportunity to go wide you're kind of kicking yourself in the ass like it makes people think a bit more uh before they hit and hit an answer um that's round number number one i follow that up with one uh bonus opportunity and that bonus is speed bingo and i've only been doing this bonus since Speed bingo has been around, uh, and speed bingo is kind of polarizing. Some people love it. Most people seem to not really use it a whole lot, but I do one round of speed bingo, and I set it up for a single line of bingo. We go through it, and I set it at 30 points. This is sort of that wild card where whoever gets the bingo gets a 30-point bump right at the end of round one before we go into the second round. It's helpful. Um, sometimes it can stir up a lot of drama too, if the especially if the first place team gets it. That happens. It happens from time to time, and it does mm-hmm. definitely get people on the edge of their seat. We take a break about ten minutes or so. We come back, and I get into the buzz in advance round. This has been this way since I started the game. Buzz in advanced is what I feel is like the house wine of speed quizzing this is what the the signature dish this is what they're known for for those that don't know what buzz in advance is all about the buzzer buttons are on the device essentially i ask a question if a team wants to answer or take a guess they tap their screen i i have a little fun with this round where i do 10 questions that are done as name that tune for the most part or maybe a themed picture round it fluctuates from time to time most times though I'm well known for using music. So we'll do name that tune or name that artist. I come up with a funky playlist. Sometimes if I've done a wedding previously, I'll just go through the requests that have come through from that wedding and riff off of that. Sometimes the players that have been uh, amazing enough to book me as their wedding DJ, I'll actually go back through their notes and create the those songs and then promote that night you know most of the times a lot of these songs are the same but it's the ones that aren't are the ones that i choose the unique ones so we i have i have a good time with this that's just another way to kind of like engage players that maybe i haven't seen in a little while well they're definitely going to show up when i play their wedding songs um you know i come up with some sort of a playlist i construct it i have a few fan favorites that are always fun most of the
the time they're tongue-in-cheek. I try to stay away from doing any one artist or any one genre too often. I really try to mix this up with some kind of a funky theme. And I don't even promote the theme. I, I've found that mm-hmm. it's it's better if I don't, because but if I promote the theme, I'll give you an example. One time I used the theme and it was Richard Cheese. He does parody songs. And yep. what I found was that people would just like hit Spotify hard day of the quiz and listen to the entire library over and over and over again. And it takes the fun out of it because that's what that segment those 10 questions i do in the second round that's what it's for so in buzz in advance basically you ask a question the team will buzz in the fastest team to tap their screen here's their buzzer sound i call on that team they give me a verbal answer i repeat that answer for the players once i've done that i will then go ahead and start a 10 second timer during the music round they get to hear 10 more seconds of the song during the general knowledge portion i'll get to that in a moment they hear the standard countdown during that 10 second window The teams who want to agree tap their screens. The teams that don't want to agree, they don't touch their screens. Simple. Points get awarded if the answer is correct to the team who buzzes in. And then half that amount of points gets awarded to the teams that either agreed if it was correct or the ones that disagreed if it was wrong. And the kicker is that the agreeing and disagreeing teams never lose points. That's only for a team that gives us a... One of those answers. And it happens. It, it definitely happens. Now, what I like to do is this. The music round, a lot of folks get hung up on this. That first round, mm-hmm. whatever the theme is, they get hung up on, I don't know 90s hip hop. My God, we're going to tank. It's this next round that I just started doing within the last couple of years, and I love it. I take and I switch to a general knowledge, buzz in advanced. I only use 10 of the questions, and I double the points. Now they're worth 20 points apiece. So every time you buzz in, you're effectively gambling with 20 points now. You'll get 20 points if you're right, but you're going to lose 20 points if you're wrong. And the agreeing and disagreeing teams, their points are going to double up as well. They're going to get uh, 10 points now if they agree or disagree the right way. So that has a lot more impact on the scoreboard, and at that section of the game, it's a great way to kind of do it. Now, what I do, and this is the, probably the number one thing that I've kind of gotten known for in the area with my trivia events, is I do a challenge after the buzz-in round. What I'll do is I'll use a nearest wins question, and I set it for 25 points. And I'm going to explain how I get 25 points. I leave it at 30. That's what I do. I leave it at 30. All right? Keep that in mind. What I do is this. I tell the the team that whoever gives me the number closest to the correct answer, even if they go over, is going to get a a 25-point bonus. What happens is this. Remember, I've left the points at 30. What happens is this. That team also has an opportunity to do a challenge. The reason why nearest one wins is magic is there can only be one winner. So it's it's basically a team selector is really what it is. Team gives me that that answer. That that team then has an opportunity to, to perform a challenge. And the 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 trick is they get to double their bonus points to 50 if they get the challenge correct. If they don't, if they don't complete the challenge, they're going to stay at the 25 points that they've earned. So I use a number of different challenges. I'm not going to get into all of them. There's one specifically that uh, I have. I use a lot. In fact, it's to the point where I'm just so done with it. I really am. Um, And what happens is uh, that team will either win points. Now, they've won 30 points for that question. If they complete the challenge, I just made it easier on myself. I only have to add 20 points. If... They don't get the challenge, I deduct five, and they're right where they should be. So that's where that 30 points comes from. I You can't select 25 points. It's an even number. So 
you you kind of you, you're you're kind of stuck, you know, with, with that. So that's mm-hmm. why I leave it at thirty. It just makes for an easier transition. I get into the question and we're good to go. We take another break. We come back for our final round. Now this is where I'm going to explain how the final round used to work and then now how it works. So the way I used to do it was I ran a twenty question keypad style round, no option for a second guess and no evil mode. Uh, they just get one guess and one guess only. I set the point value for ten. So every time they're correct, they get 10 points. But the speed bonus here increases. It increases to five points on a sliding scale. So five points additional if you're the fastest correct answer, and the runners-up will get four through one respectively. That seems to work out. The math works out nice. I tell people that this at this point now, this round has more points than any one individual portion, and I use that word specifically, portion, instead of round in any game. Because those 10 high stakes uh, buzz in advance questions, the maximum amount of points you could get there is 200. In round three, the maximum amount of points that you can get there, barring any fast tracks or anything, is 300. So it's a lot of points. What Mm -hmm. I do is this. I go through that round, and back in the day, I would use a nearest wins question of 100 points at the end of the game. That nearest wins question was the one that was built into the the, uh, quiz pack. That would always be the one that I used. Whichever one came along with it, it was at random. I would just ask it and go with it. It generally, for the most part, worked fantastic to do it that way. What made it kind of tricky was I would get people who would complain about the 100-point bonus. Oh, we were up so high. And I started to create sort of the, the reply to that where it was, you're missing the point. If you're that good, you should have no problem getting a 100-point lead in first place over second place. If you're that good, you should have no problem doing that. And what I would do is it would happen periodically, and I would make a make a point to announce when I would do the scores right going in. I would say that, you know, this team is isolated right now. Uh, before we do the nearest wins, they can't be taken out of first place. And I still do this, but I've changed the value. So what I do now is I do the same round that I did before with one change, okay? I do the keypad round, 10 points, five points for the fastest correct answer, still only one guess. But now I've incorporated something uh, that are called fast tracks on the fives. That means that fast tracks, and while I allow fast tracks in round number one on any question, it's only four specific questions in round number th- in round number three. It's every fifth one, five, 10, 15, and 20. The way I run a fast track is where if the top three teams fail to answer on a question, and it's got to be a one of those four for the third round. If if, if uh, the top three teams fail to answer correctly, a fast track will be given to the team that is fastest from below third place. So it sort of puts the onus on those other teams that are in the top to perform and not mess up. And they know when they've messed up <laughs> because you can see them melt into their seats in disappointment. So it doesn't happen every night. It happens enough where people need to worry about it, but it's not something that happens all the time, and it's not a guarantee for sure. Mm -hmm. We go through the round. Uh, At the end of that round, I have now changed my speed bonus to only 30 points. And because of that fast track, what generally usually happens is somebody might get a fast track and they might start to drop slowly down. But when I do those final score readings before the last nearest wins question, I'm doing quick math looking at that saying, okay, at this point here in sixth place, if this team gets this next question, they have the opportunity to get into the top three. If our fifth place team, they could steal second place and then so on and so forth. And it builds that that sort of, uh, I guess, 
it stirs the pot a little bit and kind of yeah. puts more pressure on those teams that are up up front. And it's it's those little instances that build excitement and and doing even though it's only thirty points, it still c- could potentially if it's a close game, it could be anybody's game. That's that's the idea. So that's how I run my game right there. Um, I mm-hmm. always have I have a separate folder that I've created of nearest wins questions that I've never used except for tiebreakers. And I use those when I have to do a tiebreaker. Basically, if we have a tie that's in the top three, I isolate everybody's device. I block everybody's device and I open up the two that are uh, an issue. And then we do a a nearest wins for two points. And that's it. That's how I do my games. Well, so like we're talking about uh, fast tracking um, some. And so I do. Some people are like, I don't like fast tracking because if I'm winning, Blah blah blah. I can I can lose because someone can jump. That's like why I end fast tracking on question fifteen out of twenty. Yeah. But I also say it doesn't happen very often. And traditionally, I don't mean to be mean, but yeah, if a team gets fast tracked, they don't normally stay in the lead. No. Most and times they're going to drift back down. Correct. Some and of them I, do like, all right. Another, but... Yeah. Another thing I forgot. I don't. I for um talking about like returning players i wanted to bring that up Mm -hmm. i do so i do at my games i brought it back after covid but i was in before i do like a a little certificate says first place Mm -hmm. uh fast smartest team or whatever and then i have one for last place called the uh, holding the rear award i love that and it gives them 50 points for the next time they come in and the reason i do that is because sometimes it's a new team Mm -hmm. they don't know what's going on or it's a team that's like, hey, they'll use it next time or something. Yep. They just tell me whatever. And I go, and all it does is create return players. Yeah. Because if you have a team that isn't, I mean, but 90% of my teams don't win very often at all. It's the same couple teams most often, but they all come back week after week just because yeah. they just want to have fun. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, you can do, there's multiple reasons to do trivia. Um, one could be that you want to provide somebody with a real serious game experience that's yep. based on intelligence uh, or retaining information, what it, what it might be. The other side of it is the fun side of it. And there's uh, it's not digital, like you're doing one or the other. It's analog. Your game will be a mix of those two things, of how they work out. So... Yeah, you know, take that uh, that advice or take that example of how we run our games. Apply it to your own. If you want to change up your points, then you know, go for it. It's it's totally, totally, totally up to you. See what works. I mean, yep. we, you everyone plays with their own. You mess around. What works best yeah. for you? Yep. What? Oh, like I, I mean, I've messed my changed. I've changed my scores a ton of time mm-hmm. um, throughout the years. But it's because I figured, oh, this can help some people move. This can help. And I'm always, I mean, if you stay with the same yeah. game and you're not constantly just doing little tweaks here and there, it gets stale. It gets stale, but yeah. you're, you're, you can always improve. I mean, yes, you're also going to get the people that are like, hey, how about you do this? And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. But, Lots of times um, that comes from a place too where that player is looking at their own experience and and their own best interest. Like, oh, you should do a, a round that's all about uh, NFL football, but specifically from 1964 to 1966 only. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. What can you do? 
Anyway, I have an idea for the next week's show. I would love to share some horror stories. So, Bill, I'm going to actually hold you a little bit accountable for this to remind me <laughs> that that's where we're going. Uh, I think it would be great if you guys have some horror stories with uh, just, you know, maybe, maybe you just... Maybe maybe it went to blows in the parking lot. Maybe, you know, something like that with a player that's just been like, son of a bitch. Or hecklers. How mm -hmm. do you handle them? Let's talk about oh, that yeah. next week. I have a couple of great stories that we'll go over. I, I'm sure that Bill yeah. does as well. Actually, I remember having uh, phone calls with Bill <laughs> some of those uh, we got, I mean, oh, the teaser. I'll give you the teaser on mine. Okay. I dragged this guy out of the venue. <laughs> that's awesome. Leave it at that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this show up, guys. We will see you all uh, next episode on the 10 Second Podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out. Remember, if you have any actual issues with speed quizzing that need some immediate attention, get in touch with us. Look us up. Our number is on the speed quizzing website. Uh, as always, if you're having an issue with an activation or something, and it's something you can cancel on your own, just as a reminder, we will always be willing to work with you after the fact. Don't worry about about it. We've never let anybody yeah. hang uh, as far as activations that were unused or something like that. We'll work it all out. Have yourselves a great one, everybody. Good luck with your games. Hope they're all packed, and uh, let's go make some money. We'll see you guys next time. All right.